Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So the updates on the trial are everything you've heard. That we still don't have a verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. It's just not there. The deliberations continue, but we have not seen any new questions. We have seen no new questions from the jury. That was yesterday. A series of questions about wanting to see video and about making sure they had a definition of self-defense. Then you had the calls for mistrial by the defense. Now looking for a mistrial without prejudice. Meaning that this this whole thing could start all over again. That this could be a trial that begins anew in case the mistrial is granted. So far, that hasn't been the case. But it was stop the presses when you learn that MSNBC was following the jury around. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. I'm going to take you through it because this has all been breaking. And I want to make sure everybody's on the same page here. Because I don't care what NBC wants to say. I care about what happened. So follow the story. As my father would say, follow the bouncing ball. He says that a lot, by the way. It's the first time you're like, wow, it's a fun expression. On the nine millionth time, you're like, dear Lord, when does it end? They transport the jury from a location to the courthouse and from the courthouse back to a location. They do this in a bus that has, uh, it has windows, but the windows are blacked out. Well, last night, a car was seen following the bus. A car was seen following the bus. The car gets pulled over. Inside the car is a man who identifies himself as a freelancer for MSNBC. Nope, actually he says NBC News. He identifies himself as a freelancer from NBC News. What are you doing? Well, uh, the, the people I work for asked me to, uh, to, 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 to follow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, say, say what now? The people I work for asked me to follow. They asked you to follow the bus? He gets a citation for a traffic violation because he went through a red light. In the statement that he gives police, he mentions somebody who works at MSNBC. This from Judge Schroeder, who's overseeing the case. That uh, last evening, well, and let me just set the background here. Um, the jury in this case is being uh, transported from a different location in a bus with the uh, windows uh uh, covered so that they don't have to look at any, aren't exposed to any signs by one side or another or 
interest uh, in the case, and uh, so it's a, I'm going to call it a sealed bus, and uh, that's been done every day, and then they're brought here to this building. And um, last evening, um, a person who identified himself as James Jim Morrison and who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News, employed uh, for N MSNBC um, and under the supervision of a person. What's going on? Oh, okay. Uh, under the supervision of someone named Irene Bayon in New York uh, for MSNBC. Uh, the police, when they stopped him because he was following at a distance of about a, a block and uh, went through a red light, pulled him over and inquired of him what was going on and he gave that information. So he got pulled over. And he volunteered that he worked for NBC, and this woman, Irene Bayon, is his supervisor and, and told him to do this. Well, off to the race as it goes. Because the next thing you know, Irene Bayon's Twitter account is shut down, and her LinkedIn page is shut down. I was on her LinkedIn page. I refreshed. It was gone. Full lockdown mode. Now, the judge continued. And stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayon in New York to follow the jury bus. Uh, the matter is uh, under further investigation at this point. Um, and the media has asked questions about it. That's the latest I have. Um, and he was ticketed for uh, uh, violating a traffic control signal. Uh, he's not here today from what I'm told. And um, I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building. Oh, my. You heard it there that in what the police report, this guy, Jason, I forget his last name, was ordered to follow the jury bus. Now, some people have sent me proof that this guy worked for MSNBC. Uh, they, they had a, a story with a byline that he was part of. Look, I've written for NBC before. It doesn't mean that I work for NBC. But it's very clear that this producer does indeed work for NBC, and it's very clear that there was an order given to follow the bus. When NBC, or I should say MSNBC, puts out a statement, the statement does not breed any type of, well, okay, that's what happened. No, no, no. The statement reads, last night, a freelancer received a traffic citation. While the traffic violation took place near the jury van, the freelancer never contacted or intended to contact the jurors during deliberations and never photographed or intended to photograph them. We regret the incident and will fully cooperate with the authorities on any investigation. No one believes that. Because the guy in question, 
said, well, here's my supervisor, and she told me to follow the bus, so that's what I'm doing. The cat's already out of the bag. It is obvious that it wasn't just a traffic stop near the jury bus. That is spin, and that is a lie. They were following the jury. They were following the jury. Was the plan to tamper with the jury? Was the plan to get photographs? Was the plan to get photographs that they could then use? Then push out there? As a way of intimidation? Was the plan to get the scoop? It makes no difference. MSNBC attempted to tamper with the jury. There is no other way to describe it. And anyone who describes it otherwise is out of their mind. Because if it was a traffic stop, a simple traffic stop, why would they feel the need to identify themselves as an NBC News or an MSNBC News employee? For what reason do you mention your employer? And the only reason you mention the employer is because you were there following the jury. So are we closer to mistrial now? I gotta answer, oh, hell yes. Absolutely, positively, we have to be closer. NBC getting banned from the courtroom? If they are not in lockdown meetings right now at NBC figuring out how they're going to get out of this, who they're going to fire, if they're allowed to get away with this, just, oh, well, certainly we know that NBC are a bunch of liars. They are liars from beginning to end. Meanwhile, people are trying to defend a court TV correspondent, this uh, uh, being uh, posted on Twitter, who knows uh, the guy in question, his name is James Morrison, just said a reporter following a jury bus is a longstanding practice by news outlets and big trials to get info on juror panels so news outlets can reach out to jurors quickly after a verdict. It happens all the time. Happens all the time? Um, mm, doesn't excuse it. What would it matter if it happened all the time? That's not even an argument. Happens all the time is not an argument. That's like saying, oh, stealing from the boss happens all the time. What, what, what does that matter? What matters is it happens. Whether you want to call it intimidation, whether you want to call it tampering, whether you want to call it anything you want, however you want to describe it, MSNBC is guilty as you know what sin. Disgusting. And I am curious to see what happens. I want to know why I'm supposed to trust them. I want to know why I would ever listen to Joy Reid again. All right, I'm not listening now, but man, she does create some great fodder for us, doesn't she? Oh, she she is just an absolute treat. Day in and day out, Joy Reid, if you want somebody to bring you the race hustling news, hot damn, ain't nobody better than Joy Reid. Do you want me to 
to have a, you know, talk about Rachel Maddow. Luckily, she's going to provide me some really cool Trump tax returns. Wait, there's nothing there. They did this. They did this, and they are going to somehow lecture to you about how good and pious they are. Fox didn't do this. CNN didn't do this. This is nuts. And we'll have more on it. And this verdict, which, I mean, it could come today. Doesn't feel like it. I'm Tony Katz. So let's just say, for the sake of the argument, that COVID leaked from a lab in Wuhan. Because COVID leaked from a lab in Wuhan. I mean, that's just that's just what happened. I'm 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 going to go to my grave with that one, Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. And and we would say, like 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 people like myself have said, see this is the you you a communist lie because of the communist lie, and and b, um, what would make us think that they have any level of procedure that provides any level of value? Uh, but then you hear this story. This story is reported by the Daily Mail. I'm willing to accept more information anytime it comes out. That the FBI has now launched a probe. Because at a Merck facility, right, big, big drug uh, manufacturer there, uh, developer Merck, M-E-R-C-K, at the facility in, in Philadelphia while they were cleaning out a freezer, they found samples of smallpox. Smallpox is supposed to exist in, I, I think it's actually two labs in the world. One is actually in Russia. The other one is in Atlanta. That's where the CDC would be. The FBI is a, is investigating. Most Americans today are not vaccinated against it. However, I have a hard time with that. I My kids are vaccinated against... Wait, did my kids get a smallpox vaccine? They had to have. My kids didn't get a smallpox vaccine? I doubt it. It's pretty I know I did. You might have, yeah. I don't th- because I know I, I didn't. You didn't? No, they don't do it anymore. It's been okay. wiped out. If you ask me if I'm worried about COVID or if I'm worried about smallpox, allow me to answer the question for you. Smallpox. It was a vaccine that was able to eradicate smallpox. Something that will never happen with COVID. If you told me there was a smallpox outbreak. Not only would I have my kids vaccinated, I would wrap my kids in bubble wrap. It's not even a question. Smallpox is that awful. It was a mass vaccination campaign, but it killed 300 million people in the 20th century. 300 million. So, you know... A little different than COVID. But how do vials, 10 of them, in a freezer, how, how, how does it get there? A lab worker is cleaning out a freezer and then says, wait a second. How is that? 
How'd it get there? What was happening? What were they doing? What was it used for? They found 10 exactly how many vials were there when they started. Who goes into the lab? Who's ever cleaned that freezer before? When they last cleaned it, were they there? Who goes in and out of that freezer? Who are those people connected to? What international flights have they taken in the last year, two years, three years, five years, ten years? Guys, I have no journalistic mind whatsoever, and I haven't thought of these questions until saying them to you right now. Don't tell me that I have to be somebody who depends on government and trusts government. I will check, double check, and recheck every one of these people every second of the day. The difference is when we find that they are in error, people have to get fired. Don't know who's in charge of the lab? Fired. Don't know who is in charge of of the security? Fired. I don't know where the paperwork was when somebody forgot, but let's just start taking away pensions until we get to an answer. Amazing what people will remember when you no longer give them a pension. I have no interest in standing for this nonsense. If this is the trash that's going to uh, be utilized uh, by by the Chinese because the communists can't do anything right, that's on them. We allow this? No. No, people have to lose jobs. Yet this is going to go by the wayside. The FBI and CDC investigating. How many more freezers are there out there that have, you know, uh, uh, some ice cubes, uh, they got a little bit of Haagen-Dazs, and oh yeah, the smallpox. You don't think they share their food in that freezer? I don't think they do either. But if you can lose 10 vials of smallpox and assume that those are still the same 10 that you put in there, imagine what kind of nonsense takes place. Yes, these kinds of things are very concerning. Very concerning indeed. You know what kills me about this story? If you were to build your fence too high, they'd make you rip it down. They'd give you a fine. Oh, BB people all over the place. Ten vials of smallpox in a freezer, no one's going to lose their job. That's what's ugly. Now let's take it over to a school district in Muncie, Indiana. Where they need to be understand that Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization and a political one. This is Tony Katz today. So according to NBC News, believe from them what you will, hospitalizations are rising among fully vaccinated in the United States. Wait, how, how, how is this possible? How could a fully vaccinated person go to a hospital? Wait a second. This is not possible. We were told by the ladies of The View that if you're vaccinated, you can do anything. Run marathons, live forever, eat ice cream without gaining weight. There's nothing you can't do if you're vaccinated. What we're starting to see now is an uptick of, in hospitalizations amongst people who have been vaccinated but not boosted. Oh. 
I guess this whole conversation about boosters really is becoming the conversation. New Mexico governor says full vaccination must include boosters. I'm here to tell you that even people who got vaccinated, a great number of them are going to draw the line at boosters. They're like, yeah, we're not doing it. I got vaccinated. Let's see how this plays out. Get back to me. I'll see where I am in a year. Not getting not getting the booster. Nope, not doing it. Guaranteed. And while you may have employers, employees, who either went along with vaccine mandates or were already vaccinated, you're going to get a real rude awakening if you go for the booster mandate. You're going to... If you think it's bad now, you ain't seen nothing yet. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. If you think it's bad now, you ain't seen nothing, baby. Hoo-wee. Tell people they have to get a booster or they'll lose their job. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. By the way, kiss off. Oh, they're going to say things out the door. They're going to be unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, also going on, uh, you have uh, the comptroller of the currency. So this is going on in front of, I think it's the Senate Judiciary Committee. And you have a nominee named Saul Omarova. Now, I think I'm pronouncing her name right. She is, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, a a, a communist. Uh, Educated at the University of Moscow. Uh, She believes in the nationalization of banks. She believes in the idea of of things, uh, businesses failing uh, in terms of energy to push green this, that, and and the other. She wants coal, oil, and gas industries to go bankrupt. She said the words. Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana, who is always good for a laugh, is speaking to her. This uh, for her confirmation hearing so she could be the comptroller of the currency. And uh, he's, uh, he's funny. I don't mean any disrespect. I, I don't know whether to call you professor or comrade. Oh, my goodness. Senator, I'm not a communist. Well, we'll decide that. It's not, it's, it's unbelievable. What, what, a, what a kind way to introduce such a thing. Oh, don't get me wrong. There were many, many unkind things that were said in in uh, in Congress just yesterday, did you hear Lauren Boebert going after Ocasio Cortez for being so upset about the video? Holy cow! It's the video that Representative Paul Gosar made, and it's this anime and it's nonsense that shows members of Congress and Boebert's in it, and then Ocasio Cortez is in it, and then Ocasio Cortez gets hit by a sword. I don't know she gets killed or whatever it is, and it's it's an act of violence. They censured Gosar. They took away his committees. Lauren Boebert, Republican Colorado. 
Thank you, Madam Speaker. Democrat policies are so pathetic and have done so poorly that the left has nothing else to do but troll the internet looking for ways to get offended and then try to target members and strip them of their committees. This is a dumb waste of the House's time. But since the Speaker has designated the floor to discuss members' inappropriate actions, shall we? The Jihad Squad member from Minnesota has paid her husband, and not her brother husband, the other one, over a million dollars in campaign funds. This member is allowed on the Foreign Affairs Committee while praising terrorists. A Democrat chairwoman incited further violence in the streets outside of a courthouse. And then the cherry on top. My colleague and three-month presidential candidate from California, who is on the Intelligence Committee, slept with Fang Fang, a Chinese spy. Let me say that again. A member of Congress who receives classified briefings was sleeping with the enemy. This is unacceptable. Okay. Well, we're in a new place. I mean, there was just, it was rough and tumble. So compared to Lauren Boebert, compared to the representative, I think John Kennedy is just totally fine with this. I don't mean any disrespect. I, I don't know whether to call you professor or comrade. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know who says that. I don't know who's whispering there. Oh, my goodness. I love that line right there. Senator, we may actually need to clip that producer Ari. I think that may need to be. Oh my goodness, that may need to be one of my new sound effects. Meanwhile, what does uh, uh, Doctor Omarova have to say? Oh my goodness, Senator, I'm not a communist. I do not subscribe to that ideology. I could not choose where I was born. I did not. I do not remember joining any Facebook group that subscribes to that ideology. I would never knowingly join any such group. There is no record of me ever actually participating in any Marxist or communist discussions of any kind. My family suffered under the communist regime. I grew up without knowing half of my family. My grandmother herself escaped death twice under the Stalin regime. Then how, possibly, could you think the way you think? Now, you might say to me, uh, Tony, are you saying this about her specifically? Oh, you know what group I say this most about? Jews. My people, my people. I have watched people who teach the Holocaust, who also favor socialism, and I, I, I find myself vibrating at a frequency that you would only be able to understand if you watched Best in Show. I mean, I'm out of my head. Those two things can't exist in the same space. You cannot be somebody who studies or teaches the Holocaust and also find yourself having an affinity for socialism. It's just not doable. It's just not possible. So I want to say for the record that when Dr. Omarova says this, she certainly says it with a sense of earnestness, but I don't find myself convinced. Now, I don't have to be convinced because there is not a litmus test on the idea of religion. And communism is religion. There is, however, 
a conversation to be had about the kinds of people who should be allowed to lead the country. And you cannot allow people to lead the country who don't actually believe in the country's existence. This is what's seared in my mind. That's who I am. I remember that history. I came to this country. I'm proud to be an American. And this is why I'm here today, Senator. I'm here today because I'm ready for public service. Thank you, Professor. I, uh, I check with my staff, Senator Kennedy. I've never interrupted you or uh, they believe anybody. Well, that's not their question, Mr. Mr. Chairman. And I'm entitled to ask my questions. And, and you were. And you were. I didn't interrupt you when you gave your introduction. And I don't like being interrupted when I'm asking I, my question. Senator Kennedy, I heard. It's called heard, senatorial courtesy. I understand that. And there's also senatorial courtesy. And you may disagree with me. Treating, that's why you no. have five minutes and I have five minutes. Senator Kennedy, I, senatorial courtesy is also not doing character assessment. I heard Senator Scott. Well, that's your opinion. 30 minutes ago. That's my opinion. 30 minutes ago, I heard Senator Scott. But I'm entitled to answer questions. Oh, my. That's the chairman of the committee. That's Sherrod Brown of Ohio. Taking Kennedy to task. And Kennedy's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll ask what I want to ask. I'll do what I want to do. Thank you very much. My question. Senator Kennedy, I heard. It's called heard, senatorial courtesy. I understand that. And there's also senatorial courtesy. And you may disagree with me. Treating, that's why you no. have five minutes and I have five minutes. Senator Kennedy, I, senatorial courtesy is also not doing character assessment. I heard Senator Scott. Well, that's your opinion. 30 Jerry. minutes that's ago. That's my opinion. 30 I'm, minutes ago, I heard Senator Scott. Me, but I'm entitled to answer questions without you interrupting me. You and I don't agree. I still like you. We're friends. You have the right to your opinion, but I've got the right to so, mine. And you can't just interrupt me when I'm asking my question. You still got a full, five, like you still got a full five minutes. And you've Senator done it Scott, before. Senator Scott, just a moment ago, said nobody on his side has done any kind of communist insinuation of her character and her background. He just said that. So I'm hopeful that Senator Scott and maybe perhaps Senator Tillis or Senator Toomey or Senator Kramer will call out those people that do character. Well, do you not think Senator, Senator Warren is a member of the young communists? I, I'm, I'm not here to answer your question, Senator Kennedy. Senator Warren is recognized for five minutes from Massachusetts. Well, speaking of communists, they go to Senator Warren. I don't think there's anything wrong with the question regarding communism as a discussion. I don't believe someone has to answer the question, are you are now, are you are now or have you ever been a communist? I don't believe that question has to be answered. There are two different things happening here. The recognition that communism is evil. The recognition that communism has no place in American society, has no value for any citizen anywhere, except for Xi Jinping, except for those people at the tippy-tippy top. That is a valuable conversation. It is certainly worth noting someone's communist past, like John Brennan, who used to lead the CIA. If you asked me in a hearing, are you, are, are you now or have you ever been a communist, I would tell you in a hearing if I was up for confirmation to go to hell. It, it would not even take me a second. That's how incredibly wrong I think that question is. That's not what John Kennedy asked. Now, is it?
John Kennedy certainly played the edge there. I don't know whether to call you, you know, what was it? it was, I don't know whether to call you. I don't, I don't want to misquote the man. I don't mean any disrespect. I, I don't know whether to call you professor or comrade. I'm not so sure that's a bad thing to say. Because at least from this clip, the question was not asked, are you now or have you ever been a communist? She engaged. And her answer should lead someone to ask, how can you believe what it is you believe? How could you go about the conversations that you do, the conversations of nationalism, the conversations of government dependency? having lived the life that you say you lived. I, I, am at, I am at a loss. I am at a loss as to how those things are possible. Really and truly. Will she get confirmed? I hope not. Does Joe Biden have a tendency to pick the radicals? Oh, yes, he does. I'm Tony Katz. So MSNBC gets banned from the courthouse in Kenosha because they had a stringer following the jury bus. And now the court has sealed the identity of the jury. Which is stunning uh, because how did they not do this already? Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today, NBC, MSNBC, had somebody following the jury bus that would take them to the courtroom, uh, from the courtroom to a, to wherever their location was to then head home and then from there to, to the courtroom. Someone was following. Got pulled over by police. They ran a red light. Oh, yeah, my boss told me to follow the jury bus. NBC News puts out a statement like, hey, it's a freelancer, and he got had a little traffic violation. No biggie. We'll help, you know, with an investigation, but we didn't do anything wrong. Yes, they did. They did. They absolutely were following the jury. They were engaging in some level of jury tampering. And there are people out there kind of defending this stuff. It's, it's a bit nuts. But the court has uh, sealed the identities of the jurors. They cannot be photographed. They cannot be videotaped. I guess this means they're not going to be able to sell any books. Well, I guess it depends on how long that, that, that is sealed for. You got to assume we don't have a verdict today. So with all of the things that insanity that we've dealt with, we should ask ourselves, what is the jury looking at? This case of Kyle Rittenhouse, two people dead, one person injured. In each case, Kyle Rittenhouse himself was attacked by one guy who uh, we're talking about uh, abusing, sexually abusing children who was, was in a facility and was, I think, out of the facility that day and then attacked Kyle Rittenhouse, grabbed at his gun, wouldn't leave him alone. The drone footage shows that. Another guy who attacked Kyle Rittenhouse with a skateboard, hitting him with a skateboard. You don't think he could have killed him? Well, let's see how many hits to, to the head with a skateboard you can take. It's not like he didn't see the AR-15 on Kyle Rittenhouse. He, just like the others, never thought he'd get shot. 
And then you have Gage Grosskreutz, who had his hands up, and Kyle Rittenhouse didn't shoot anybody. And then pointed his gun at Kyle Rittenhouse, and that's when Kyle Rittenhouse blew the bicep off of Gage Grosskreutz. I mean, that's what happened. So we have the, 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 the video. We've seen what happened here. In all these cases, what is the jury looking at? What is it that they saw that we didn't see? How is it that they saw it in a way that we didn't see it? What is it that connected to them, whether it be from the defense or the prosecution? Are there specific holdouts and holdouts to what? This jury, seven women, five men, what are they contemplating? We might see a result in 30 seconds. At this pace, maybe we don't see a result for another 30 days. We'll keep our eyes on it. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, everything at TonyKatz.com. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.